they made the decision to go. And, and if they wouldn't have made that decision, he wouldn't have survived. Sheriff, thank you for being here with us today. Oh, my pleasure. When incidents like this happen, when somebody tries to murder one of our deputies, mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like the headlines just come and go without really like us understanding the human toll that's behind it. So I appreciate you being here to kind of give us a, a look behind the scenes of all the intricacies to this and how it impacts more than just the deputy and the family, but really the community as a whole. As the leader of the organization, what goes through your mind when, when you get that call that one of ours has been shot? Well, unfortunately, I, I've received that call too many times. And, and you, the first thing I think about when I receive that call is, what's their condition? You never want to see anybody hurt, whether it be in a shooting incident, as we're talking about today, or a traffic collision or just a physical fight with a suspect. I mean, there's so many times that our folks can get injured just doing their day-to-day -day job. And, and I always dread those calls. And, and so in this particular case with Dustin, I, I got the call, but it was in the beginning, non-life-threatening shot in the arm. And boy, did that change. As yeah, the, day went the information on. kind of got updated. Yeah. How, how was that? You know, I know you were still one of the first ones at the hospital, regardless. But as the day went by, how did, how did that change for you in terms of, you know, figuring out what had actually transpired? Ultimately, I was able to get in and I was fortunate enough to get back into the emergency room where, where they were taking care of Dustin. And I met with our pilots as well as the San Bernardino County fire paramedics that ride on our rescue ship as well. Standing there talking to him for just a minute, I could see out of the corner of my eye the room where Dustin was, and um, voices were getting raised and people were running around, and that's not ever a good sign right. when you're in the emergency room. And so at that point, I figured there must be a little bit more to this. And one of the medics was, was able to share with me that, that um, he had some pretty serious internal bleeding and things weren't looking good. And your heart just sinks when you hear that. Unfortunately, you know, we've, we've had that happen in this organization in the last eight years. And, and uh, you never, never like to see that. Uh, it bothers you every single time one of our folks gets hurt. And you just always hope for the best. But we've been very fortunate. We've had some incredible miracles and, and folks that were saved because of the great medical care. And at the scene, the responding deputies took care of Dustin, they put a tourniquet on his arm, we got him to that rescue ship, and my hat's off to, to our pilot and the medics on board. They made the decision to go. Originally, they were, they were told, wait for another helicopter so they could intubate Dustin while they were flying. Oh, wow. They made the decision to go. And, and if they wouldn't have made that decision, he wouldn't have survived. We say the word miracle, right? And I don't, I never want to overuse it, but it, it right. seems like, I mean, in this case in particular, there were so many things, like you said, it was just that split second decision that one person mm -hmm. after another made. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine as, you know, the leader of an entire organization to hear about, you know, when Dustin's partners, you know, how they found him and those immediate decisions. I know we train for this, but it's always different when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, that pride, that sense of pride. It's amazing. So, so in this particular case, you know, we have a good Samaritan that, that really jumps out there and starts doing things. I have since talked to him and he didn't 
believe or doesn't believe that he did enough. Wow. But he truly did. He took pictures of the suspect vehicle. Oh, my gosh. He got over to Dustin and was trying to wake him up because he was unconscious at the time and then ultimately used his radio to call dispatch. So just the all of the things that happened, I mean, it was all meant to be. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Oftentimes we don't talk about that communication aspect of it, the, the ability to communicate what's happening. Tell us a little bit about how all those pieces have to come together. Well, the dispatchers know that Dustin is at that call for service. They know where he's at as far as the address is concerned, but they have no idea that he's just been shot. So when you have a citizen get on the radio and start telling dispatch that you have a deputy that's been shot, obviously they're trying to figure out which deputy it is and where they are. So the dispatchers in this particular case did an outstanding job reaching out to the other deputies, trying to figure out who the deputy is that was shot and where this Good Samaritan is and ultimately where the deputy is. They did an incredible job figuring it out in very short order, making sure that all the other deputies were on their way to help Dustin in this particular case. The deputies on this department and all of the personnel, there's this strength. There's this, you know, we talk about the will to survive, um, but you can you could sense it when you walked into that hospital Mm -hmm. you know um, Dustin's strength in terms of recovering his family being there the whole department family being there Mm -hmm. help me describe that for people because it's hard to to think about if you're not actually in the situation the one thing that always reminds me of how well we take care of our families and our injured personnel is when the families of our employees make those comments in this particular case Dave uh, Dustin's dad Dave Whitson uh, pulled me off the side a couple of times, and he said, I had no idea this is how you guys took care of us. He's just amazed. We do whatever we possibly can to help the families. I mean, we always station a deputy sheriff at the hospital with our injured employee 24 hours a day. Uh, Dustin's fiance was a bit concerned when we released his name that maybe somebody might drive by their house. Yeah, It's no problem. We'll put a deputy sheriff there in an unmarked car. 24 hours a day if you want, for as long as you want. You need a place to stay, we take care of that. Between seat and between SEBA, all of that gets paid for, and it's no expense to the family, and they don't even have to worry about that. We just take care of it. You need a hotel room to stay, you want to stay close to the hospital, that's not a problem. We'll keep you there as long as you need. Two rooms, three rooms, whatever it might be, we'll bring in food, and, and I have to say that the hospital staff at Loma Linda is just over the top. That's what I was going to say, because as you're describing this, I, you know, I remember being there and, you know, asking, does anybody need anything? And at the same time, you know, Loma Linda staff would come in and say, do you guys need anything? And we're like, no, mm-hmm. do you need anything? You're taking, you know, it was just, it's this coming together. And I think that gets lost I, in the larger topics in society Mm -hmm. I think it gets lost because like you said you have the good Samaritan that did everything you needed to Mm -hmm. do we we have this incredible community support we do um and it's not just in tragedies either the overwhelming majority truly appreciate what the men and women of our organization as well as law enforcement in this county do every single day and it's directly related to the service they provide the citizens They show up at their calls, and they do everything they possibly can to help them. They show compassion. They go out of their way to make a difference and try to help and solve the problem. And that just happens every single day. And you never hear or 
read or see that. It just happens. Yeah. And, and that's so, so important. And the majority of the folks in our county are willing to do whatever they can to show their support. You know, moving forward, I, I hate to think that there will be more instances mm-hmm. like this, but, mm-hmm. you know, society is, this is the job. Yep. What, I- what is your response to people who say that, you know, this is part of the job, getting hurt is part of the job or getting shot is part of the job? Well, I think in the back of all of our minds, we know that there are times when we're going to be faced with danger like that. And there's a chance that we could all get either shot or in a serious traffic collision, variety of different things that can occur in our profession. We know that, right? but we do the best we can to limit that through training and policies and equipment and all of that. But um, when you hear somebody say in the public, well, that's just part of your job. Well, I don't know that losing your life is part of anybody's job that they plan on or being seriously injured is anybody's plan. And so I hate to hear people say that because it's just not reality. You know, I think if we help explain it a little bit to them, say that's we're, we're really here to help people, and, and occasionally we deal with bad people. Yeah. And the bad people we deal with are the bad people that you don't want to deal with, and so you call law enforcement to deal with them, and we're the ones to take care of it. That's what we do. Could, well said. Well said, yeah. Sheriff. Yep. Was there anything that you know we didn't talk about or that I didn't ask that you wanted to say or let the community know or the support from the community in our county for our department as well as law enforcement in general is is incredible and and we thank them for that and we'll continue to do everything we can to take good care of the communities that we serve and we appreciate all they do for us and we'll continue to do it (laughs) 